There are more questions than answers. Like if you do a successful comedy gig in a fertility clinic, do you get a standing ovulation? Did you know there was a study this week? It claims, this study claims, fertility is hereditary. If your parents didn't have any children, the chances are you won't either. 100% true. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. I will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed. Pick some pause on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen tonight. She doesn't fear the reaper, blue oyster cult. <laughs> my mother gives a finger up to the grim wow. reaper, apparently. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light. My dad's in the hallway. With a scythe or a blunt garden instrument with a hood over his head, thinking that would be a funny joke to play on my mother. Oh, good lord. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather had a dream last night. She was cutting carrots with the Grim Reaper. She was dicing with death. I, I don't, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, that one, the sound effect actually works there. That one blew over my head. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. 
those that defy the agent of death face grim repercussions. I also <laughs> wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle decided to sell her vacuum cleaner this week. It was just collecting dust. True. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. My neighbor asked to borrow my vacuum cleaner. I said, sure, as long as you don't take it out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I also wish to introduce our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad loves nothing more than packing himself in a small suitcase. He can hardly contain himself. Welcome to the show, Chad. Thanks. I sued an airline once when it misplaced <laughs> my luggage. I lost the case. Oh, they are mad. They are bad. Oh. And they are paranormal as we enter what is Series 3, Episode 56. So, as always, as convention dictates, we enter the first round. There's points to be won. This is the round we call a general lack of knowledge, and the team does very well in this round. So, to beckon in the call of the general lack of knowledge. We have the Grim Reapers, Martin-sponsored goal <gasps> of infinite knowledge. With the scythe of statistics, the hood of facts, the cold, bony finger of wisdom. That's the death shocker of cerebralism, no less. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Very, very impressive. On this very day, in Quebec, in 1931, the Canadian author, director and actor, William Shatner, was <gasps> born... So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, fascinating facts about William Shatner. Nice. Going to get some points? I didn't realise he was Canadian. Actually, I don't know where I've been what? living. I I'm no with clue. you. I didn't know either. I didn't realise that. I've not even. I didn't expect you to get any points tonight. I've not written on my pad your names. <laughs> You're going to have to tread water while I write them in. That's not my name. <laughs> it's beginning with a B, whether you like it or not. Wow. <laughs> Points to be won. What body part did Shatner sell in 2006 for $75,000? A lot of money. He gave the money to a charity. It was donated to a charity in Louisiana. To win your first points of the evening, you have to tell me his which hair or his toupee. body part body part i have to say i've got long distant cousins they live in los angeles they were in montebello they now live in chino hills when i was a kid they told me they saw william shatner in the 70s in a cinema bald as a badger not a hair on his head so i'd share that with you he had a toupee from day one his hair or his toupee so you're saying he sold his hair which isn't good for dna testing is it if there was any crimes he committed they now have his dna i guess any body part would give you the, your DNA, wouldn't sure. it? Sure. Yeah. So you're going to go with William Shatner's hair. Yep. The hair on his head. Yeah. Or his toupee. Yeah. I'm happy to take that. Michelle, what was you thinking of? What body part did William Shatner sell for $75,000? Dead skin. Dead skin from anywhere in particular? Whereabouts yeah. is Every, it coming? Everything. Loofah. He's, he sold his loofah, yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah. A loofah's a strange beast, isn't yes. it? That's an odd thing. I don't like them. And like me a, either. It seems like they'd collect bacteria. They're scratchy. <laughs> I'm glad we're covering all of our bodily hygiene early on in the round. 100% true. Chad, what part of his body did he sell? His appendix. I'm going to give you a point. I'm feeling very generous. I'm feeling very philanthropic, as always. I'm very generous, I feel, with my points. He sold his kidney stone. 
Which oh. isn't a million miles away. We have the results of your kidney stone test. You didn't pass. <laughs> <laughs> One uh. solitary single point is going to Chad. William Shatner's actually getting on in years, I might Yes, add. he is. If he was born, that makes him, what, 88? Something like that, 87? Still working, though, Do some isn't basic he? math, I believe. He is true. He's coming to one of the big... Uh, he's coming to GalaxyCon. He's coming to GalaxyCon nice. in, in Minneapolis this fall. If you want to see him. Also today is Captain James T. Kirk's birthday. He was born in Iowa yep. in 2,233. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> nice. It's very interesting that when I go and do some research about whose birthday it is today, it actually has his birthday. Oh, that's nice. great. But it hasn't happened for a couple of hundred years, which makes me smile. That's a joy. I've never seen that on any day. You don't see someone's birthday right. in the future, do you? So there we go. A man claiming to be William Shatner's biological son is actually suing the actor for $170 million. Shatner was shocked and said, I'm an actor. (laughs) 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 I love this show. It makes me very happy. On this day in 2001, William Hanna, the American animator, died age 90. He got a few years under his belt. I'd be happy with 90. Famous, of course, for creating Yogi Bear. You're big The Flintstones, and of course Scooby Doo, and many, many others. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Scooby Doo. Mm. Feeling confident? Yeah. Okay, that's a good start. Scooby Doo was first pitched as a rock band. They were all playing instruments. They obviously had the van to drive around in the mystery machine. To win your points tonight, you just need to tell me what instrument Scooby-Doo played when they pitched that original idea, Miss Morris. What can you see Scooby-Doo playing? Imagine in your walnut, the imagination. The tambourine. He played the tambourine. That's very 60s, isn't it? Yes. While you play my green tambourine. It's true. It was either that or the drums, but I'm going with tambourine. Well, it's important that you make a decision now. You're spreading your chips, aren't you? So what are you going with? Tambourine. You're sticking with the tambourine. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Don't want to change. No. Don't want to make a different choice. No. You're sticking with that? Yeah. Michelle, what instrument on the original pitch of Scooby-Doo when they were meant to be a band? A teen band, I guess. Mm. Bongos. Scooby-Doo played the bongos. Did you know a bongo was an animal? They roam the plains of Africa. I don't think there's a connection to the animal and the name of the instrument. But bongo is an animal. Go and look it up. It's like a gazelle with stripy oh. legs. Yeah, I've not eaten a bongo. I just thought I'd share that with you. I'm going with Michelle. It's bongos. You're going with oh, bongos. All the, way. all the way with the bongos. Yep. You are 100% correct. He played the bongos. Don't I get something? <laughs> for saying the tambourine. And what, the drums. The drums, which are both, in fact, wrong, aren't they, at the end of the day? No, when bongos are done, drums. Bongos are drums. Yes. Mm. That's like a third of a point, maybe. Uh, go on, then. I'll give you a point. Don't let me say that I never give you anything on this show. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you get a point of a drums, mm. but that's a bit tenuous. I realized at a young age... That bingo, bango, bongo is not a good thing to yell out during sex. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Not good. How many villains have the team gone up against in the entire existence of the cartoon that is Scooby-Doo? The nearest one will 
win the points tonight. Give me a number, Miss Morris. 175. You're going to go 175 villains in the entire run of Scooby-Doo. Your choice, Michelle, is to pick whether you go higher or lower than that number. Hold on a second. She's not going to win for Wait. going higher or lower. Wait. Wait. Okay, I'm listening. 435, because he's still on air. Wow, that's a leap from 175. Well, he isn't actually still on here. Yes, he is. They're not. Yes, they are. I think they did a new series from like 2001 to 2006. Nope, still on air. Yeah, but they're not making new cartoons. What's your number now? What have so you adjusted 435. <sighs> so are we counting every series? Of that's what I'm saying. Every time a villain has appeared on Scooby-Doo in a cartoon, that counts as one. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's old man Withers from the amusement arcade. What are you going to go with, Michelle? 375. You're going 375. Chad, what are your thoughts? I'll go 350. Michelle has won bah. the points. She's actually very close. It's 392. Boom. There have been 392 villains apprehended. Wow. Thanks to those meddling kids. <laughs> if I was a Scooby-Doo villain, I'd take the whole thing to a court of law. I just thought I'd share that with you. It can't be hard to overrule a decision by four kids who think they can talk to their dog and smoke weed. I'm just putting that out there. I think in a court of law, you'd have a reasonably good chance, wouldn't you? I think it's mushrooms. You think weed. it's mushrooms? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, the don't, they don't notice the villain until after they eat the eat. Scooby snacks. Oh. But are they eating mm. the Scooby snacks because they've got munchies because they've been smoking weed? Yeah. Do you not remember in the film when they open the mystery machine and all the smoke comes out? I just... Weed doesn't cause you to hallucinate. Scooby dooby doo. Dooby dooby doo. That's a solid argument. That's a solid argument. I just thought I'd put that out. I, to be honest, I think they're on everything. This was made. I believe, in the late 60s, early 70s. And I think any, this is Woodstock, ultimately, isn't it? The Doors. All things are possible. I'm sure they did everything. How old is Scooby-Doo? <laughs> Just want that answer. How old is Scooby-Doo? He stayed this age throughout the entire oh. run. Of course, because a great dame would be dead if it carried on for this long. Just thought I'd share that with you. Statement of fact. They don't live very long, do they, great dames? The larger dogs don't tend to have too many years on the clock, do they? How old? 50. You're, no, he can't be 50. Great Danes don't live that long. How old is Scooby-Doo in the cartoon? How old is oh, he? Oh, in the cartoon. <laughs> Do excuse me, I'm due back on Planet Earth any minute. Do you have any more of Seven. Those? You think that Scooby-Doo is seven years old, do you? You're going to stick with that. Yes. You're looking up online how old Great Danes live for, aren't no, you? No, I'm looking up to see if Scooby-Doo's still on. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of research in the background there. Michelle, how old is Scooby-Doo? I think he's three. You think he's three. Chad, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go two. Miss Morris has hit the nail 100% really? on the head. I'm going to give her two remarkable Mystery Machine point. She's now up to three. He is forever seven. Aww. But he's still clumsy. Good name for it. Well, Great Danes are clumsy. Yeah. Those big dogs lollop yeah. around, don't they? Scooby-Doo was the first ever cartoon to feature a what? And I will give you a really good clue. It's to do with audio. So Scooby-Doo, on a Saturday morning, was the first ever cartoon to feature what, Miss Morris? Mm, a xylophone. A xylophone. Zoics. When they're running away. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you can see the legs going yeah. round, can't you? As someone plays a xylophone. 
The word xylophone, by the way, very interesting. I think in Latin, xyla means wood. So it just That's means right. wooden, yeah, wooden phone. Xylophone, wooden noise. Wooden wood, yeah, wooden sound. That makes perfect sense, Michelle. What are we on here? What did they do for the very first time on Scooby-Doo audio? Any thoughts, any ideas? How about a laugh track? You're going to put your neck out and say <laughs> laugh track. There, Chad. There's a theremin in there, isn't there? I'm picking up good vibrations. Right. Very interesting. There is, I believe, they use those, don't they, for scary yeah. sequences. Is that your answer, sir? Yep, yep. It is, Michelle. It's a laugh track. It was the nah. first cartoon oh. ever to use a laugh track, and I should give you some points. You're amassing quite a score there, Michelle. You're Thank up to you. a very hedonistic six. Remember, folks, a laugh track does not equal a joke, which is good advice for people watching Friends uh, or the Big Bang Theory. No, oh, I like oh, the Big Bang. Split the room straight down the middle. Sheldon, That's on all the popular shows. Sheldon is my boyfriend. Yeah, I don't think he's interested in you, sweetheart. I don't care. That was then, but this is now's winter hour. Most impressive, our most important, our most exciting, our favorite part of the show. It's the mailbag. Mailbag. We love. The mailbag. We love receiving your messages of support, your comments. If you wish to write to us, most people post on our Facebook walls. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, all of the jokes, the cartoons, the comments, we have 4,000 people on there posting to their heart's content with much more than we can read out on the show. All of the stories, things of an adult nature. There's many, many fabulous things. I know this is improving and it's getting better and more people are listening. Because when I first started this show, when I went back to write down people's comments and notes for the mailbag, I wouldn't have to scroll back too far. Now I spend an hour scrolling back through the week's posts and the week's comments oh, yeah. just to get Michelle. to what people do. Well, she doesn't have a life, does she? This, no, she I sits don't. at home <laughs> with a ramen noodle. My cat. Your cat. Watching reruns. Plural. Cats. With your feral cats, <laughs> watching the floodwaters rising, wondering who put that squirrel in your toilet. Yeah, wow. 100% true, but it is all available for you. If you go to Facebook, you can post your comments on there. Diana is a good friend and follower of the show. She posted at the beginning of this week, is it too early to be looking forward to Friday? Asking for a friend. No. Never too Never. early to be looking forward to Friday. She listens, of course, with us for the first time at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. Come rain, come shine, come flooding. Do you know, last week we were moaning and complaining about how much snow there is. Now we've got flood rising. Flood waters coming on Sunday. <sighs> Great. But we have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. In terms of our podcast, we are the second highest rated talk radio show anywhere in the world for our time slot. It's nice. a very, very impressive thing. I shall shout that from the rooftops, which is very <laughs> un-British, but I'm happy to sit here with my American cousins and shout that out. <laughs> Russell posted, I have not heard such a cute sneeze in a very long time. May I take a drink? Is this the Bell Bunk Snort and Sneeze game? Yep. Who yeah. was it that sneezed on air last week? Morris? I, I don't know who I did it. Did. It was oh. you, wasn't it? I know. It's your allergies. No. What was the character? Was it Jeannie who sneezed and disappeared? Or did she wriggle her nose? I can never remember. I think, was it Bewitched? Bewitched. Yeah. Very similar shows, yeah. of course. But he's grateful. If you sneeze at any time during it the course of the show, it mm -hmm. could happen. you can have a shot. I'm happy to play the Bell Bunk Snort and Sneeze game. 
Yeah. That sounds perfectly reasonable. We keep adding to it. Originally, yeah. it was just the bell game, wasn't it? So we are adding to this. It's evolving as we go along. Yes. Vicky has added, looking forward to the amazing Miss Heather Morris taking us on a round-the-world adventure with her cavalcade of vocal oh interpretations. <laughs> Even if they all, with the emphasis on the word all, Great. sound like some rube from a country road filling station ding, <laughs> ding, ding, snort. Oh. That's my favourite Pakistani accent, though. Wow. Nice. I'm sure they have rubes in Pakistan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A, a gas station somewhere on the outskirts oh, of Karachi. I can, <laughs> I'll see if I can treat you tonight. Mm. Vicky <laughs> listens, of course. If you don't catch our show first, you can go to SoundCloud. All of our shows over the last six years are archived, so you can get them for free. This show's free. It'll always be free. If you go to SoundCloud, search for more questions than answers. MQTA Radio, I think, is what you need to look for. MQTA Radio. Every show is there. So if you're listening to them in the back of a mystery machine smoking weed, you can listen to them back to back. If you're watching reruns of Star Trek, if you're currently on eBay trying to bid for William Shatner's kidney stones, you can listen to them in the gym, walking the dog, wading thigh high in floodwaters as we speak, with Chad growing a long beard, having a staff and watching the water part in front of him as he takes his morning paramble. That's what I do. Around the local park. They're all on SoundCloud. So if you're listening now on SoundCloud, all of our archives are there. You can press the little orange love heart. Show us how much you love the show. And you get a little bit extra. At the top of the hour, when we go off there, we search for all of the world's stories of the strange, the bizarre, the paranormal, the supernatural. But we cannot help on our searches to stumble across this week's stories of an adult nature. And we've been told we cannot read them out on air. For fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine, it would not make our producer very happy. But at the top of the hour, we stay in the studio. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of what can only be described as filth and innuendo. The stories from around the world of people doing very strange and bizarre things of a sexual nature. So you get a little bit extra. You have an incentive. You have a carrot, I was going to say, perhaps inappropriately. You have a carrot to tempt you into SoundCloud, into our platforms, but we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Armadillo Radio, Apples and Pears, Froggy mm-hmm. Went a Cult In, Beam Me Up Scotty, I need to go for a wee. I was going to say something else yeah, there. Yeah, that's a popular <laughs> one. But wee works, that fits yeah. perfectly well. So we're on many other platforms. Did I miss some? Gasbox? No, nope, we're Brussels good. Sprouts? They're all there. <laughs> Can I talk about YouTube, by the way? Okay, apparently I'll take that <laughs> as an affirmation. We have posted you may recall from looking at our facebook site from looking at our photographs recently that we all dressed up as ghostbusters and we decided to write i was sick and tired of not having a decent ghostbusters film uh written for me as a ghostbusters fan and we're surrounded by ghostbusters memorabilia here as we sit in the studio i decided as a writer as someone who had access to a studio and three fine actors that's you three by the way Oh, I would write uh, my own Gus- Ghostbusters, Gusset Busters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's a magazine my dad used to get in the 70s. I wouldn't wow. recommend that. <laughs> I learned a lot of things in 1979 by finding that stash under the bed, I can tell you. <laughs> Changed my life. And then one hair became many. <gasps> this is true. But yes, Ghostbusters. I've written a Ghostbusters audio play. And it oh, is yeah, now available fun. for everyone to listen to. If you go to YouTube, search for Ghostbusters, search for Adrian Lee you will find our Ghostbusters play. I've been told it's very funny. Yes. It's a good time. I love Ghostbusters. I've written what I consider to be the episode I wanted 
for me. So until such time as Sony comes along and says, here, take that off, you better get in there and listen to it. But that's on YouTube. Search for Ghostbusters and Adrian Lee. You will find that. I alluded to the fact that I write. I am an author. I write books about ghosts, hauntings, investigations, being psychic, how to be a Christian psychic, theology, all things supernatural. You can find my books on Amazon and on all good bookshops. If you search for Adrian Lee, everything's there for you. And if you've read any of my books in the past, can you give me a nice review? Because that helps me enormously. Something like Good Job, Adrian, is all that's required. If you didn't like my books, then don't write anything at all. We have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers there. And finally, if you wish to donate a single dollar to the show, we would be very grateful. We have studio costs. We have to pay for all of the platforms I read out poorly. We have to pay for all of the paper. We have to pay for many things to keep this show up and running. And we do it. We do it for the love of it. We like being here. We enjoy each other's company once a week for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. But if you wish to donate a single dollar, you can go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio. And you do get a lot for your buck. Tell our fabulous listeners, you crazy kids, what we get. For your dollar, Miss Morris. Well, sometimes you get completely unplayed episodes, episodes as well. Episodes that will never air. As well as videos of us being nuts. We're actually now videoing the yeah. show as we speak. So if you go over to Patreon, pay your dollar. You can actually see us in the studio, cocking about, to be perfectly honest, throwing things at each other. Michelle's just in her bra and knickers. Chad's uh, shaved his chest for tonight's show. <laughs> wow. Miss Morris Ooh, is dressed wow. as a hot dog, which is mm, very impressive. Nice. Do you want some mustard on that? It's a cheddar worse to you. <gasps> well, I'm no oh, expert yeah, in that field. it's cheese. Nice. Wow. Uh-huh. I see what's happened there. But we are now videoing the show, so you can see us in glorious Technicolor. In fact, there is a fabulous piece of video where Michelle <gasps> fell off of her chair last week, and you can see her rolling around the floor in a stupor. I Congratulations did. on making the highlight hey, reel, Michelle. you're welcome. My hip is finally healed. <laughs> nice. Well, the night's still young. Anything can That's happen right. from this point Woo! on. I love our listeners. It makes oh, my yeah. day. We have had a lot of gifts sent to us oh, I know. and given Thank to us. So you. I'm going to go through all the fabulous listeners that treat us like they're members of our our family. Better the treat than our us. family. Yeah, that is true, actually. I've yeah. not seen my parents. They're 4,000 miles away in London. But we do get treated like we're everyone's friend. We do need to go out and visit a bar one Friday night after the show and invite everyone along. If I can oh, reach down here. Lois, who lives in Buffalo Lake, fabulous woman, yeah. has Lois. sent us a large Lois? bottle of wine. Oh, nice. It's called Fistula, which is an interesting bottle of wine. <laughs> I, uh... What's a Fistula? What's a, I'll show you later. That way. Um, oh. But yes, we have a bottle of wine. So, Lois, that's very kind of you. Thank I really you. appreciate that. Thank you very much. Mandy has given Mandy? everyone a gift bag. Now, Miss oh, Morris, really? Morris and myself have already gone through our gift bags. Yeah. So I'm going to give you... You didn't know this was coming, did you? It's a complete surprise. Thank you, Mandy, so much. Yeah, that's So great. we have, look, Valentine's Day Aww. gifts bags. There's Chad. You open that up and uh, see what you've got in there. It's ticking, by the way, so be careful. <laughs> There's yours, Michelle. Hey, put but that You've got your own strategic. one, look. There. I know. You've I got just, your own one. But it's somewhere strategic. 
Yeah. While you're unwrapping those, and we'll have a look and see. I hope there's nothing rude in there because we're now opening those up on camera. <laughs> oh my word! Oh Mandy, my! Thank you. Oh, Valentine's chocolate. Yeah. That's phenomenal. That's Perfect. A massive milk chocolate. Oh wow. yeah. There's a lot of fabulous things. Look oh, at that. These are a few of my favorite things. Mm. Lots and lots oh, Mandy. of chocolate. Yeah, this is great. This is. So that's very kind of you. We thank really, you. really so appreciate that. All night. I kind of skipped over this last week because. Brian and Helen, our guests, were in the oh, studio last week. Right but Robin, our good friend, that's not noisy. That'll be fine. That'll <laughs> barely come out on the microphone you're standing in front of. Worth it. Robin, well, as long as you share them. Robin in Massachusetts, and I did mention this in passing last week, has given us a large selection of sodas and some very strange and bizarre flavors. So during the course of the next few weeks, we will make our way through these. But I thought we've got little shot glasses here. I thought on air and in front of the cameras we could have a taste of some of these sodas. The first one is called, and it doesn't strike you, uh, it doesn't fill you with confidence, does it? The first word on the bottle says artificial, so that's the first thing. So whatever we're drinking is artificial. You will now hear me take the lid off a soda bottle. This is called Lester's Fixin'. It's buffalo wing soda, and at the bottom it says, y'all get your fixins. So I'm <laughs> y'all gonna, get that, your bucket. So here we go. You can pass that along, Chad, if you put a little bit in your shot glass, and we'll take turns in drinking this. This is buffalo chicken-flavored soda. Do you want to, Michelle? Why not wake up <laughs> to the refreshing taste of buffalo chicken? I don't know why they don't make mouthwash in flavors like this. Chad now has to get out of his seat because Miss Morris is hiding away in the corner like a little troll under a bridge. No, beautiful they troll. They won't let me out. Billy Goat's muff. She bites. I know. Look at her choppers. Bite. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so we now have... And I thought I'd go with the buffalo chicken first because the second bottle we have is actually called peanut butter and jelly soda. Oh, nice. You'd no. want that second, wouldn't you? So let's get that down, yeah? Let's see what that Who tastes goes like. First? I'm happy to commit. This is good. Mm. That's um, a little tart. <laughs> wow. Oh, I, I'm sampling it like a fine wine. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think? <laughs> Has it got body? Is it? Is it? What's What's the aroma? Mm. You see, I, I'm getting I'm getting uh, a damp dartboard. I'm getting uh, a rotting damp trunk in your grandmother's closet. I'm getting the smells of sunbeams. Oh, you're dancing selling on... the crap out of this. <laughs> yep, okay, here we go. Dancing for sure. It's very fizzy, like very bubbly, like champagne. It's got right. a bit of bite to it, isn't it? After you've drunk it, there's an aftertaste of a fish tank. Oh. Or a Can you feel the wing. heat? Oh, here we go. Michelle's gone green. Ready for the next one? What are you thinking, Miss Morris? Wait, I haven't tasted it. You've not it. tasted it yet. You're behind the times over there. I thought it would be worse. You thought it would be yeah, worse. Man. Second bottle's I'm being... the rest of it. I don't care. You're welcome oh, to have that. It, you know what it tastes like? Buffalo chicken soda. Open pop. Open... <laughs> Pop. But it's still so fizzy. That lost its fizz. Okay. I'm pouring now. This is actually pink. This Ooh. is the peanut butter and jelly soda. Same company. Y'all get your fixings. I'll pass that on. Jelly, jelly time. Peanut butter and jelly time. <laughs> this actually looks like what you get in the dentist to wash your mouth out with. I just thought I'd share that with you. So that's actually stayed with me. That's actually creeping up on my... That's giving me some acid there. Mm. Hey, that's nice and fizzy chicken. too. Do you need Tums? Do I need some Tum, Tums? Do, I, do you have a Tums-flavoured soda, do we? You're going to need... We're going to be sponsored by Imodium. Yeah. Lovely. And Red Buckets. Imodium, Red Buckets, <laughs> and Red Solo Cups. Okay, Michelle. Take a swig. Let's have a... 
<coughs> oh no, she started already. You, you're supposed to taste it, not get it down in one. Peanut butter, jelly time, soda. Any thoughts, anything you'd like to share with our listeners who don't have the experience of tasting this in the confines of their own cell? It's very sweet. <laughs> I'm not getting a lot of peanut butter out of it. That tastes like oh. cream soda, doesn't it? That's like a cream Heck soda. Heck no! It, it tastes like, like a, jelly beans. Yeah, like a like a strawberry sucker or something. No, it's disgusting. It's worse than disgusting. What does it taste like to you, Miss Morris? Huh. Uh, peanut butter mixed in vinegar. You mm. can get peanut butter out of that? Yeah. Huh. It's like burnt vinegar. Burnt well, that's what vinegar. we all wanted, of course. Well, thank you for that. <clears throat> wow. Thanks. That creeps Thanks, up Robin. on you, doesn't it? Thank you, Robin, for those. We will be oh. tasting some more. We have other flavors that we can get through but we appreciate that and chad now has a drink to take through the rest of the show should we talk about the curse of oak island this week (laughs) another phenomenal episode only if we say goodbye to dan dan blankenship i believe he died 95 96 95 i think yeah we'll have a pause a moment's reflection for dan yeah click your bottles together there we go not so funny now, is it, Chad? <laughs> <sighs> I feel so bad. Isn't it interesting? Let me just recap. In fact, before I recap, Miss Morris, why don't you tell our lovely listeners, the girls and boys, sat around their steam radio with the glow of the valves. Why don't yeah. you tell them what we do every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time? Every Tuesday we meet up on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee's Facebook site. We have gift wars and joke wars and drinking and It's anger. more entertaining yes. than actually watching the show. Yeah. Absolutely. So the show is just something that happens in the background. It's like baseball. It just happens in the background while you're drinking beer, eating peanuts and hot dogs. Right? Yeah, Michelle just got signed for $420 million. And Perfect. Now, yeah, I was watching the wrong show. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's now playing second base. I have no idea what's going on. I'm losing my grip on the day. So everyone needs to join us. Absolutely. We have tons of people that show up, make comments. We try to break Facebook every week. It works. It usually works. Hundreds and hundreds of people join us live. One big family. Like We're all sat in the same lounge watching the same television. Absolutely. So that's 8 p.m. Go to my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee on a Tuesday, 8 p.m. And we'll talk about the show as it happens but let me recap on what happened this week for those of you that didn't see it they decided to actually put a map together of where all the shafts and drilling have taken place how many years after seven years (laughs) they thought it was a good idea to draw a map just to see where they were and then they suddenly discovered that one of the shafts was in an area that they hadn't done any drilling in over the last 200 years so that was millions and millions of dollars well spent i could have come up with that map on day one they found half a link to a chain like a chain link half a link and the first guy said they had slaves down there they tied slaves up and they had chains for slaves and they did a reenactment and you saw lots of unemployed black actors running around in loincloths pretending to be slaves and not more than 30 seconds later the old british guy from birmingham who's got a bobby dazzler said uh it's from a pulley system so that was money well spent on the reenactments there. <laughs> and they found some old leather. Oh. The thing that was very interesting is while they were going through the spoils and they were finding bits and pieces of detritus there, I always try and get the word detritus into a, at least one sentence in my nice. day. It makes me very happy. Uh, he said, everything is coming out wrecked and destroyed. 
I felt like jumping through the television and slapping the guy to within an inch of his life. They've drilled a vibro shaft <laughs> like that's like 200 feet underground. Right. They've got an industrial grabber that's yep. pulling out. This is archaeology done with bulldozers and diggers. And he's sat there going, everything's broken and destroyed. What a surprise. Yeah. Who knew? Anybody want to add anything? What did I miss? Anything anyone wants to throw in and add to that? Debacle. Not much. A bone. They, they said bone like oh, 19 times. What was I thinking? Of course, Michelle remembers. It was a pork chop bone. The bone. Yes, yeah, someone back in the day had Kentucky Fried Chicken and one of them got away. Raccoon went down there and died yeah, or something yeah. like that. I would like to say I took one for the team after the show, though. <sighs> oh. And I you stayed knew. on the same broadcasting channel. I and you watched the next knew. show, which was World War Two Gold in the Philippines. Yeah, lost World War Two Filipino Gold. Filipino Gold. <laughs> Isn't that that's a website I often visit? <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> oh, right. Let's all go to Filipino Gold with our Chicken teriyaki no, sodas. No, it, it is a... We're not doing it. It's a crap that's, show. That soda's really playing havoc with my I know, me too. Right now. Do you need some more? I'm, oh, no. I'm oh, going to drink right. some kerosene to get rid of the all taste. Mine, then. It's all yours, sir. Yeah. We, it was uh, bad. We're not, not gonna, doing we're not that doing one. We're not doing that one. Okay, no. well, we discovered more things, didn't we? What was so bad about it? Oh, it was shocking. Worse than shock. <laughs> it was... It was, Imagine Oak Island trying to be serious. <laughs> I know, right? What? That's what it was. Yeah, we don't need to be seeing No, that we don't. It now leads me to my part of the show where we ask Chad Peters to deliver our random, fascinating fact of the evening, Sivu play, Dr. Peters. The original name for the planet Uranus was... Any guesses? Uranus. Me... Uh, hang on, hang on. It's going to be a god, isn't it, of some description? Myanus. <laughs> Well, they've already got Neptune, haven't they? <laughs> um, Hades, right. something like that. Hades or Persephone or Arisura. Was it a Athena? Oh, now who's spreading their chips all over Adrian? Hercules. It was George. George. <laughs> Seriously. George? Yeah. Will, William? Yep, exactly. William Herschel, who discovered it, named it he after... He also invented the chocolate bar as well, I'm led to believe. Named it after King George III of England. And then later changed the name to uh, the Planet George or the Star of George. or And, wow. and then, of course, Uranus. Did you know there was a film out many, many years ago called The Madness of King George? I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. it I love it. Originally, that film was called George III. Yep. Because George III lost the Americas, of course. Very famous. Went mad. And uh, they showed it in America. And they had to change the name because people said they weren't going to see it because they never saw George I and George II. So it got called The Madness <laughs> of King George. That's true. Because in America, no one would see a film called George III if they hadn't seen the first or second one. And that is 100% true as we enter our first round proper. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Mum rewatches CCTV after seeing a locked gate left open and is shocked by what it records. Anna Clark, 37, couldn't understand how her gate was open after she returned home. The mum of three and her husband, Phil DeMario, 37, reviewed CCTV footage to discover what had happened. In the video, the supposedly bolted gate can be seen opening, despite no one in the vicinity. I was under the impression ghosts can walk through solid objects like walls and so forth and doors. Why would a ghost open a gate? You'd just go bowling straight through, wouldn't you? 
That would be the way to go, surely. Send a message. I gather myself, I draw in my breath, I put my shoulders back, I tuck in my stomach as I say, full of confidence, into the microphone. Just a second after that, what appears to be an orb flashes across the screen. Oh, no, you did And we're done. Let me continue. Anna was left perplexed by what she saw saying. It's very odd. Everybody who has seen it, and even my friends who are really sceptical, are convinced by it. We got home in the evening and we saw the gate was open. Neither of us had been out, and we wondered if the neighbour had forgotten to close the gate in the garden. People often say to me, what are you doing in my garden? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever I want. So we reviewed the CCTV and there it was. It was like, wow, the gate opened. The gate was so still. You can see the plants and there's nothing else moving, but it just suddenly opens. The gate was bolted with a really stiff bolt. I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I suppose I am a little bit of a sceptic, but this has made me wonder. I just don't know. The video's great, or it's just an orb and a gate. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see the video of the ghostly gate and then the dust in the CCTV security <laughs> cameras. I shall give myself two remarkable... The cow jumped over the gate points. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts? <gasps> or can we say your video's crap and you deserve a slap? Oh! That doesn't rhyme. Would you like to slap me? Why are you slapping me? All the violence in this room is incredible. It must be the soda that Chad's loving. When Look Oscar Wilde Oscar it. Wilde arrived in this country, he rolled up into New York Harbour, yeah. much celebrated playwright, of sure. course, rolled up, he sat there in New York Harbour, yeah. all of the press are there, the world's newspapers back in the day, and the first question they asked him was, why is America so violent? And he said, it's because of your wallpaper. But we don't have any wallpaper down here, and Miss Morris is still violent. Yeah. Doesn't help. I love Oscar Wilde, I just thought I'd share that with you. Me too. Uh. We're all in the gutter. But some of us are looking up at the stars. It's a joy, isn't it? I like that one. A handbag in a railway station. Uh, I've got nothing else. I'm out. I'm done. When Smokey sees. Yeah, that's ABC. I'm not quite sure. Oh, I see. Boy, yes, you're a very yeah. violent woman. I know. There's a lot of pent up tension. You need to be doing some yoga. I know. Or my shoulder's killing me tonight. You need like, to be really doing bad. combat yoga. You think so? Yeah, you need to go from the quivering guinea pig into the brain donkey, and then there'll be a room full of dead well, people. Will that help? Combat yoga. I recommend it highly. Oh, mm-hmm. what about drinking yoga? You can do drinking yoga. Sweet. Hot mess yoga. Hot mess yoga. <laughs> Perfect. We'll make that happen. I tried that. <laughs> You're winning. Ended wow. up in a pretzel on the ground. <laughs> yep, the bod- bobcat pretzel. <laughs> I had an affair with my yoga instructor, and when that turned out badly, it left me in a very difficult position. Yes. What wow, have you got, Miss Morris? I can tread water all night telling yoga jokes. I'm sure you could. Well, a thrift store in North Carolina recently posted up a warning notice about a bedroom suite's haunted past. Habitat for Humanity, Rowan County's Restore, made a point to inform potential buyers that a handcrafted two-piece bedroom suite that it was selling had a rather sinister reputation. Please note, 
Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. I hope you're happy, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> this makes you an enabler. <laughs> I'm not encouraging it. <laughs> She's taking us on a tour of the world. It just happens to be in Georgia and Virginia all the time. I love it. She's got a repertoire of accents that go all the way from A through to B. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well... The previous owner reports the high boy is haunted. He reports continuous nightmares he and his wife are having while they're in their room, in the bed, sleeping like little babies. Okay, it's very descriptive. Oh my, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle has given you your first (laughs) shot of the evening. Although I do remember a bunk being called out during my gate orb story. The Auburn Gate sounds like a pub. I don't want to drink in the Auburn Gate. Let's go to the Auburn Gate. We'll get a few pints in before the soccer starts. He also reports that the dogs, they would not shut their yaps up. They just kept on barking all the time. Got an impression of a dog there. It wasn't a Doberman by any chance. The warning didn't seem to do much to deter interest, however, as store director of operations Elizabeth Brady later reported the two regular customers had purchased the furniture for the full asking price. Never play full. Never. (laughs) Retail. Retail. Never go full retail. Sorry. (laughs) I I keep getting my worms muddled up. I can only apologize. While the notice. Two bottles of uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. While the notice had intrigued them, it seemed that they did not actually believe that the items were haunted when they decided to make the purchase. How they got on with their new acquisitions after bringing them home, however, remains unclear. Arf, arf. I'm sleeping like a baby <laughs> next to my well, armoire. Well, you've sold yourself and you're sucking your thumb. Next to my armoire. Your armoire. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the French have a word for that. Frogwall. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> Why am I here? I know frogs have really good eyesight because you never see them wearing glasses, do you? <laughs> Don't share that with you. They've got no ears, have they? No. That's your story, is it? Yeah. That's what you're presenting tonight. A haunted boudoir. Oh. Boudoir. I shall <laughs> take you up to the hedonistic Gaybury Heights of a resplendent sunk. Mm. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Oh, I have a house with a graveyard in the garden which spooks buyers as sale price is slashed. Nice. Yes, estate agents are struggling to sell a luxury home that has been converted from a former Methodist chapel because it has a graveyard as its front garden. Buyers have been spooked by more than 20 old headstones and tombs covering the front lawn of the three-bedroom home in North Lapham near Dis, Norfolk. I've been to Dis many times. That's a nice Hmm. little town. They're in the middle of nowhere, but that's a nice town. The price of the Grade 2 listed home has become slashed by more than £100,000 to £490,000 since it first went on the market. The house, which dates back to 1810, was a chapel until it closed in 2014 due to its dwindling congregation. Estate agents Bedfords are now hoping that buyers will overcome their fears about the graves and snap it up at at its cut price. 
I love this house. Mm. I've seen this house. It's gorgeous. It's like an old Regency. It looks like mm-hmm. a Monopoly piece. Show yeah. the Monopoly Hotel. Those big square, yep. symmetrical oh, nice. Regency houses with all the big windows. Yeah, it looks it. fabulous. Mm-hmm. Gardening would be an issue, of course. You wouldn't be able to easily cut the grass. You'd have a strimmer or some such thing. Get but some you'd sheep. have great fertilizer. You wouldn't be digging a swimming pool, would you? That's what I'm <laughs> Not saying. Not in the front I, yard. I, I've seen. What's the film? Is Poltergeist? it uh, Poltergeist? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, where they're digging a swimming pool. That wouldn't be good news. No. Emerson Dutton, a partner at Bedford's office in Bury St. Edmund's office, said, I am sure that the gravestones have been a factor in putting off some buyers. It's a very stylish property, but the activity levels around it have certainly been lower than what we would expect. I think the people who are concerned about the graves don't go as far as asking for a viewing. We are not trying to hide the gravestones in any way, and details can clearly show them. But although the house still has the original two doors at the front, the main entrance is at the back via a driveway on the side. That means that people don't have to walk through the path between the graves to the house. might be that once a year on Halloween that it becomes an issue. Can you imagine at Halloween? You'd get a fog machine, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd get like a mannequin's arm and you'd have it coming out of one of the graves. I mean, you could really go to town with that, couldn't you? If I had a half million pound home We'd be i'd have the fog machine out every night <laughs> every night <laughs> it's got to be quiet as well i mean you could at the end of the day be living next to a family that's playing xbox and oh, electric yeah. guitar and stereo i mean it's going to be quiet ultimately you'd I, think wouldn't you i think it would be beautiful they've been laid to rest and yeah. i have partying every night right. would you live in a house with a cemetery around it miss morris Duh. Of course. Why am I even asking? I should give you more points. You're doing very well, I might add. You're up to a nice round. You're looking as if I'm cheating here. I gotta do your math. A nice, round, respectable, symmetrical, coming out of the ground, eight. I've got a story that leads very nicely from the last one. Mm. Woman sues cemetery after sinking waist deep (gasps) into her parents' grave. Guts. Oh, no. Into their guts. A woman was just trying to pay her respects to her late mother and father when she suddenly found herself waist deep in their grave. (laughs) Lost a shoe. (laughs) Joanne Cullen... Oh, my God, my mother's squeezing through my toes. Joanne (laughs) Cullen... That would take a long time to wash the smell off, wouldn't it? Would you not think... Oh, You'd that be would be cloying, wouldn't you? Yeah. Joanne Cullen was visiting her parents' burial plot at the St. Charles Resurrection Cemetery, there's a clue, <laughs> in New York, when she was swallowed by a sinkhole. Oh. She had been fixing a bow on a wreath by the headstone of the burial plot for Evening and John Cullen. When she began to sink, her lawyer said it caused her to fall forward and she smashed her head on the tombstone. Oh. Joseph Perini. Joseph Perinium. What's a Perinium? <gasps> No. Joseph Pyrenean told the New York Post that McCullen had cracked a tooth in the process off to the dentist. She then had to grab onto the sides of her parents' own tombstone as she found herself sinking into the hole. Oh, my God. Taking me with you. Cullen 64 screamed for help, and no one in the cemetery could hear her. The sinkhole was formed by an underground void. The gravediggers left while backfilling a burial plot that was adjacent to Cullen's parents, apparently. Now Cullen is suing the cemetery for $5 million over the incident for a cracked tooth and a wasteful of parents' smoothie. So was there two holes and the perineum guy or perineum guy was in between them? The perineum guy's a lawyer. Oh. But she did have her parents in two separate holes, I believe, but with one gravestone, like you'd get a family plot. Oh, I see what you've done there. You've cracked a joke. Ah, ah, ah. 
<laughs> Chad, you're always so serious. This is the problem. You always yeah. bring seriousness to the show. Unexpected humour. Cullen said she was traumatised by the incident and now suffers from nightmares, headaches, a fear of open fields, and she can't go near a ripe cheese. I will never go back there again, she said, adding that she now needs counselling. Needed healing or that sinking feeling you decide. <laughs> go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see the photographs of the whole for yourself. Have we got time for one more, Miss Morris? Can you squeeze me in a strange and bizarre? What have you got? Yeah. Go on then. Let's have it. Do you want strange and bizarre or do you want a UFO? Which is the funniest one? Mm. Bearing in mind we're losing precious seconds. Seconds. Go All f- right. Go on. You're committed. Okay, fine. Absolutely. Go for it. Uh, Mahoing County resident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in Ohio. I don't know. Okay. Don't look at me. I'm foreign. <laughs> Ohioans. So this is my yeah, my uh, RG if you're foreign. It's a hard G. <laughs> You'll be getting a hard D in a minute. Oh. Oh. Resident oh. claims he saw a short ape-like creature. <gasps> this is Ohio. The man, <laughs> the man says he was getting his hunting gear out of his truck when he noticed the being in mid-afternoon. Now, just a quick question. Can Bigfoots go bald? Do um, they have alopecia? You're breaking my heart. You're oh. shaking my confidence. Is that lately. possible? Alopecia. Yes. It could have stress. I've seen cats and dogs with no hair. Can you imagine a Bigfoot with mange? <gasps> a mangy oh, Bigfoot. Poor thing. Where his butt's bare? I was going to make a political <gasps> joke, but I but think But no, we will we not know. do that. No. So this is what <laughs> went on. Well... About 50 or so feet to the left of a group of turkeys. Mary, Jesus. accent. Was what appeared to be an albino. Albino. Something. (laughs) Or something. And it must have been sitting or maybe something like lying down at the time. The man, whose name was kept anonymous, told the BFRO, whatever they stand for, By the time I was ready to get in the woods, the turkeys... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see. That had been there were well out of sight. <laughs> God, that hurt. No, that, that's painful. The eyewitness exclaims that he had entered the woods and he came face to face with animal. Wait a second, he just said it was short, so how can he be face to face? It's He's almost short like as well. face yeah. to chest. <laughs> I came face to groin with a Bigfoot. <laughs> Mangy Bigfoot. There was this white, fuzzy thing, and it was standing on two legs. It was looking at me with its eyes. It was a turkey. No. <laughs> Reportedly, nice. after a minute staring at each other because they fell in love, the man decided to approach it. He claims that the creature didn't look intimidating, mainly because... It was only, at the most, it was maybe, maybe four feet tall only. Maybe it was short or something. It fled. Don't worry about it. I'm not. Not in the least bit worried. (laughs) No. Calm. Not concerned. I couldn't wrap my head around what I, what the hell I just saw. Yeah, this man is getting confused because he can't even turn his TV on and off. Then he adds it showed up again. He <gasps> says that he tried taking a better look at it this time by using his rifle scope like this. Come here. 
there, Mr. Animal? <laughs> you filthy animal! <laughs> y'all, were you trick-or-treating, y'all, and you Mountain Dew? But my hands, they kept shaking like this, and I couldn't look through my scope. You know you don't get any extra points for acting, right? You're aware of this. I just, I'm I didn't feel that. right about putting the rifle up and something. I just didn't understand. It gave me the googly eyes. <laughs> I would get within 40 yards, maybe, or so, as I was snaking. You know this guy's going back to his cabin. He's going to tell his wife that he met some hunter in the woods who wouldn't stop shaking and shouting things out. And I walk up and I go like this, like this. Yeah, we're on the radio. You can't see mine. <laughs> For the benefit of our listeners, Miss Morris is rocking backwards and forwards in a maniacal way with her eyes goggling. <laughs> it's a sight. You need to pay a dollar and see this on Patreon, I might add. And then it would flee. Aww. But then it popped out. <gasps> oh, like, my. Hello. That's what I told the judge. <laughs> I swear to God, I was only trying to push that Bigfoot through the fence. I got a weird feeling, like I was playing maybe some cat and mouse. You know how the mouse comes out of the horns. Yeah, I've watched enough Tom and Jerry. I know what goes on. Thomas! Animals, you know, they don't really act like this. It was playing with me. I loved it. Oh, my. I felt I was being lured into something white and furry with a <laughs> white creature <and> furry. <laughs> with creatures still inside I turned and I said adios amigos wow. it's almost like we're there <laughs> I can almost smell him I can almost smell him I can too yeah Four That's foot, so... Bigfoot, in Ohio. There you With go. Googly eyes. Albino. Albino. Bigfoot. If you Albino. pay your dollar, you will be able to go onto Patreon and see Miss Morrissey's acting. Surely there's an Oscar there. Yes. Somewhere. Yes. At least. Next year. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us somewhere on a platform on social media on the internet. So thank you for coming to find us. We really appreciate that. If you could tell all your friends and family, we'd be very grateful. If you can post, or perhaps even paste the link, and say that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world, I would be very grateful, as would everyone else Share in us. the room. We have to do this part off air, because it's filth, it's innuendo. It's the part of the show that we call Not For Your Mother. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, uh -huh. if she's currently in bed, snoring the Blue Oyster Cult, do not fear the Reaper. You need to make sure she stays asleep. We mustn't make too much noise in case she gets up. Yeah. What are you doing in there, Adrian? Go away, Mum. <laughs> Go make me a cup of tea. Play it with my sticky octopus. <sighs> my salty lagina. Lovely. <laughs> the idioms that we get on this show are incredible. You have been warned, ladies and gentlemen. Marks and Spencer. Do you know what Marks and Spencer is? Michelle knows what Marks and Spencer's is. Do you know Marks and Spencer's? No. No. It's a department store in Britain, but it's a high-end what would be a posh department store uh, macy's maybe something yeah, like, like herbenergers herbenergers is closed herbenergers <laughs> yeah. no longer exist marks and spencer easter eggs go viral we're not that far from easter do you know that i know oh god as stunned customers claim that bunny chocolate resembles a very rude pose mm. a suggested m&s easter egg has caught the attention of social media users and become victim to rude comments online. 
The milk chocolate yoga bunny. See, back to yoga now. Yoga. The egg is shaped like a small rabbit in the downward dog position. Oh, my. Downward dog is when you're on all fours with straight arms and legs and is one of the most widely recognised yoga positions or otherwise known as 18 years of child support payments. Uh. M&S launched the chocolate product for Easter which falls on a later date than usual this year on April the 21st. But sharp-tongued tweeters were quick to call out the mischievous product, which many implied had a sexual nature. If you haven't yet seen the yoga bunny egg, M&S has brought out, unwillingly draw your attention to it. Meanwhile, Mike has written, the M&S yoga bunny Easter egg is very... Doors on the latch. I find the upstairs. Mm. Amberu replied, Why do M&S always produce at least one suggestive Easter egg every year? Or is it just my mind? You can go to our Facebook site, Chocolate Rabbit Sex or whatever next, and you can see the chocolate M&S rabbit egg for yourself. And she's presenting all for everyone to see. I want it. You want the Easter bunny rabbit sex position department store it's just chocolate isn't it with you you just want chocolate yeah yes <laughs> within 30 seconds of having that in your grabby gripping carny paws <laughs> carny. you're gonna be getting all the chocolate <laughs> small hands, small oh, yeah. hands. Like like little... <laughs> that's right that's a lobster claw but that's where we are so you can find those for yourself right. miss morris michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round that we call not for your mother no spray no lay. No mm-hmm. spray, no lay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy to embrace the spray. What do I have to do? Oh, penis cleaning spray can be picked up oh, for twelve right. pounds on Amazon. Or you could buy a bar of soap. Ah. And men say it leaves their willies spilling magical. Delicious. Yeah. Like Lucky Charms. Yes. Wake up to the refreshing taste of cock. <laughs> <laughs> I thought mine was magical since I was about 11 years old. So. Yeah, yeah, he's not left it <laughs> This alone. is not a change. God. Now you see it, now you don't. <laughs> Boner's penis spray can nice. be picked up for just over a tenner online. This is fairy liquid in a spray bottle, uh, isn't it? Probably. And one dad was shocked to see it hit UK supermarket shelves. Amazon is flogging it for $12. What's it called? Boner's penis spray. You're going to need a bigger bottle. Yes. I'm going to order it for you guys right now. Do it. Nice. Do we have to do it on air? Yeah. Are we doing it on Patreon? Are we having the refreshing spritz? What's of... it called again? Boner's penis spray. Boner's, Boner's penis, penis, penis spray. Yeah, nothing can go wrong when you Google that. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can't unsee I... that. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. When I was studying particle physics and quantum theory for my latest book, I had to search for big black holes. I know, yeah. That's a day I'll never get back. I had a a black hole show on my DVR, and I always felt like I had to explain that it was not porn. So when people come over to visit, they can see the spine of your DVD. Let's watch this movie, Supermassive Black Holes, not porn. If you want to add another layer to that, Stephen Hawking's Before He Died was doing a theory to do with hair and said that black holes have hair. Yeah. So I just want to throw hairy... Super, super massive <laughs> big black holes. black holes at you. Yeah. Nice. 
Well, Dean Murray, 41, came across a spray while doing his weekly shop in Shropshire. Posting a picture of the spray, the dad of three wrote, Oh my God, what's gone wrong? With just a bit of soap and water. There you go. With a squirt of lemon juice. Lemon juice? Huh? That's a little tart. My burn. It depends if it I was, like if it lemon was a, meringue pie. You say that, but a Greek lemon's like battery acid. I just thought I'd share that with you. One pal replied, so they're saying that giving my old man a good rinse in the sink ain't good enough anymore? <laughs> I used to wash my dad in the bath. I don't need to get him in the sink. Swish <laughs> and flick. <laughs> One curious you have pal to bring replied, out? I'm kind of desperate to sniff it. Ooh. Well, they are. Why? Yeah. You sniff it, you're closest. Oh, no, I'm not. <gasps> oh, here we go. Morris has found something on the internet. Ay, ay, ay. But reviewers online were more impressed with one writing that his penis looked magical afterwards and smelled like rainbows. <laughs> what a rainbow. <laughs> Ionized air. Yeah. Another <laughs> added boner's <laughs> penis cleaner that it, that this product would have had five stars if it was priced for sale in B&M's or the local pound shop. Wow. The uh, product description the assures shop. users it will leave them with a clean and fresh feeling, like soap. Like mouth spray. Yeah. And is designed to be used before or after sex. I've got a breath freshener for you. When you exercise or just when your genitals could use a refreshing boost. Taste the rainbow. Do you think your grandparents <laughs> had issues like this back in the 1940s and 50s? Do you think this ever crossed their mind? I think they Society, were too busy working. <laughs> too busy working. Unbelievable. Can you imagine your grandma saying we need to get that? People have too much money. They have more money than sense, don't they? Yeah, sometimes. I can't believe that previous generations... I wonder what people will look back at the 21st century and think to themselves, what on earth were they doing back then? Remarkable. Have you any more to squeeze out of that or we can no, pick for the No, no, I'm That's good done, with is that. It? Unbelievable. Yeah. Soap and water. Miss Morris looks like she's just come out of the trenches of the First World War. Her pupils have dilated. <laughs> she's got a thousand yard stare. I think that shock. What have you seen, Miss Morris? Is that shock and awe? Yes. Shugging you off. can get some spray if you'd for like. Flu, for your underneath. <laughs> and it tastes like refreshing pomegranate. Pomegranate? Ooh. Yeah. I like pomegranate. It's a superfood. And black licorice. Oh, devil's oh, work. Nice. Black love licorice. It. I love it. Yes. And then it can all come Amazon Prime. Oh, so we could have it by this time next week is what you're saying. Fast, long and hard. Chad could be tasting of black licorice by this time next week. <laughs> Something to look that's, forward to. I bet he does now. Yeah, I oh. keep it in my pocket. And yeah. one of the sprays <laughs> is V8. I could have had a V8. That's vegetables, isn't it? <laughs> like Bloody Mary. Spray some vodka on it. <laughs> I'll do your stick of celery. Yeah. Aren't, you supposed tomatoes. To, aren't you supposed to salt the rim? Yes. Okay, Ooh, just check it. Celery salt. Yeah, uh. just wanted to make sure I got that right. So don't go on here. Don't. Do you don't. remember about five or six years ago, we ended up in a bar in a place, was it Comfrey? Do you remember yeah. when you ordered, we was with a group of people and you ordered a Bloody Mary? I yeah, swear favorite. to God, there was a there was a triangle of pizza in it. She had a pork chop, a whole sausage. <laughs> Do you remember? Yes. Whose sausage? Let's their sausage. And it was a big one too. Let's be fair. It was Bloody Mary on tap. 
Nice. You didn't have to mix it. They just came out wow. Bloody Mary. It was like a vegetarian's nightmare. I loved it. <laughs> there all. was three or four different types of meat product. It's always dangerous when you mix Had your meat. Chicken wing. It was incredible. And a pork chop. There was like a little bit of drink sat at the bottom of the glass. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only person who does this, but if you go to a buffet, say you go to the casino, or you go to a Chinese buffet, I make sure that I stick to one type of meat. I think it's dangerous if you have a little bit of pork, a little You're bit of beef, some chicken. Ridiculous. I get buffet mm. bum. I just thought I'd share that with you. I think to myself, I'm going to commit that's to chicken and I'm not going to wander too much from the path of chicken. Because at that point, when you're starting to mix your animals up in large numbers, problems for me evolve. I'm just thought I'd share that with you. You're Thanks. too much. I don't care. I yeah. do remember we were going to the casino before an investigation up in Redwood Falls, up in Morton, the Jackpot Casino. And they had a mile of buffet. A mile of it. Some old woman elbowed me to the ground to get in front of me. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. I'm sure she used to play ice hockey back in the days in 1921. But I did get elbowed to the (laughs) ground in the rush for what was the buffet. And I walked along the entire buffet. And as a European, I was looking for a vegetable. Any vegetable at all. There was not one single vegetable in a mile of buffet it is minnesota duh. and i said to the guy with the chef's hat on do you have any vegetables and he said look we've got baked beans and i said i think you'll find that's a pulse and he looked at me as if i was mentally ill but yes there was not a single cabbage leaf a piece of broccoli a hint of a carrot the merest smearing of an onion why would you the hint waste any space of a on that sprout the merest, why? merest fragment of a cauliflower why anywhere in that mile of buffet it was like meat from floor to ceiling with baked beans. Don't forget the four different kinds of desserts. Yeah. We can go through the buffet desserts now, of course. You've got your bread pudding and custard. Pie. You've got your pie. You've got your meringue. Cheesecake. They are done. All out. No. Next. <laughs> and the diabetics version, which tastes like cardboard. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add to that? 100% true, though, right? Not making it I up. I like the prime rib and horseradish sauce. Right. Yeah, we can't go far wrong with that, can we? <laughs> Am I the only one who now wants to go and hit the buffet? Yeah, yeah let's do that after the show. Hungry. I have a story impressive. here that says an atrocious... Well, I'm going to start with the title, actually. The title's the most impressive part of this. This is quite a long title. Do you remember the days when titles used to be snappy in just yeah. three or four words? They've got to get this on the front of the newspaper down here. Man's appalling dating ad slammed. Good start, right? Uh-huh. Semicolon. After he looks for a woman with an innie vagina, uh, I thought what? innie vagina was a baseball player, C-cut breasts and no cheap tattoos. Oh, Do you have cheap well, tattoos? I don't have a tattoo. I only got very expensive ones. Okay, fair enough. An atrocious dating ad is being slammed online with its unreasonable list of demands a potential partner must meet. An unidentified Australian man took to Facebook in his quest for love. You're going to find love on Facebook, of course. Mm. Reading off a staggering list of requirements in his future lady. But some of the bizarre specifications, such as insisting the lucky lady be between 43 to 47 kilograms. You've no idea, have you? 150 pounds. Works out regularly. Must have a C cup, breasts, and an innie vagina. What's an outy vagina? I don't want to know. I so will I'll look it up. No. Hold on. Don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. God, it looks like a roadmap of Birmingham. 
Don't. Do don't, don't you do <laughs> no. it. The post no. was discussed on Mumsnet, <laughs> where users called it a shocking example of casual racism and blatant misogyny. Others doubted if the unusual poster, which requested no cheap tattoos, had any success. I bet he's been flooded with offers, one user sarcastically remarked. Another said, I think we can all see why he's single at 35. I think he's probably setting himself up to fail so he can continue with the woman hating, another person said. However, one sceptical Mumsnet commentator said, I feel like it's been written by an ex-girlfriend to warn others of what a complete cock he is. This is unbelievably creepy. I feel like I need to take a shower after reading this and use a nice refreshing spritz of a penis cleaner, apparently. (laughs) Oh, that's what I was thinking, actually. Apparently he's big down under. Nothing could be finer than an innie vagina, apparently. I don't know what an innie vagina is. It's one that doesn't slap when you walk. Lovely. Oh, Chad, you're fired. There she goes, just walking down the street singing. Leave. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. What's this an impression of? Stop it. Doing the hurdles. (laughs) Share that with you. I love. How rude. This show, physical comedy as we live and breathe on the radio, always goes down well. You dickweed. If you spend a dollar and go on Patreon, you will see everything for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? On a darker turn. A darker uh... turn. <laughs> the neat miming. Yeah. The hurdles. Yeah. Unbelievable. When it comes to sexual preferences, everyone is different. Yeah. Having said this, there are some fetishes that are very niche. This is definitely the case with hematolangia. Nice hard G. Uh, it's lania. We're in America. Oh, sorry. Yes, but it is Latin, and that's European. <laughs> <sighs> He's done it to me again. <laughs> <laughs> you broke your mom, you bastard. <laughs> that's what Poor my dad Pachetta. said. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh. You don't even know what you did, Chad. I can't believe it. In front of the camera, you left me hanging. Again. Oh, Two yeah. weeks in a row. <laughs> oh, I'm sat here on camera again. Oh, <laughs> like I'm fine. stopping the traffic in the middle of the Colosseum yeah. in Rome. Whoa! <laughs> Unbelievable. You're the nerd in oh, class. He's yeah. pushing redundant. Use my glasses. <laughs> Sorry, there's a show trying to get out. Which sees people get aroused by blood. It's almost like vampirism, isn't it? It's almost worse. Mm. How could it be worse than biting someone's neck and drinking their blood for sexual intrigue and fantasy? Well, this way you just cut them. Yeah, I don't, rub I don't it all over you. Rub around yeah. like a couple of wild animals in your own defecation. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to put some bin liners down or some yeah. sort of plastic. Hose. I'm not ruining this carpet. <laughs> in a recent interview, a woman spoke about feeling turned on by nosebleeds. That can be arranged. Yeah. While hematolangia is considered to be a BDSM fetish, blood play is very extreme. It falls in the edge play category. Heather, don't. (laughs) (laughs) What I do. Do you know there's lots of urban legends and words around? I don't know if we can mention these on air, but things like 
the angry pirate. Oh, yeah. The dirty Sanchez. Sanchez. There are yeah. a number of... <coughs> are we going to say idioms? Are they idioms, perhaps? They're not sure. urban legends. There is a... Uh, I'm not, I don't suggest we look this up now. No, but no. In the leisure of your own home, on your own laptop, on your own phone... Don't do it. I believe uh, there is such a thing called a cheesecake, and you can look that up yourself. Uh, it's going down the same road. I you told me about cake farting. <sighs> oh, that's two girls, one cake. Don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> two no, girls, no. one cake? Is that <laughs> what exactly. Wow, well, like a woman would ever share a cake in this country. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, you are a thing. It's called top decking. Uh, uh, you want me to look it is up? Is it splunging or something? It's no, when it's... you crap in the tank of oh, the toilet. Oh, God. Why are we going down this road? <laughs> Read your story we'll out before we, we can still get anything. taken off the internet, okay. I might add. Although sexperts have warned against the kink, it hasn't stopped people from trying it. Bonnie, a full-time artist, spoke to Metro about why she finds the fetish so arousing. The 30-something woman confessed to masturbating at the thought of blood, as well as deliberately giving herself nosebleeds. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. The unusual obsession developed when she was at school. She remembered, when I was at school, I saw a kid get a nosebleed in the playground. I was really fascinated, but it also extremely jealous. I wanted so badly to have one myself. Oh, my God. Yeah. This fascination spiraled further when Bonnie became sexual, sexually active. She admitted to vulnerability and strength of nosebleeds is what attracts her to them. The taste and smell of blood is also a turn-on. Does for she this. suck their nose? Oh, that's disgusting. I, think so. I have to say I was wondering it. Blood's very I think she... Blood's very iron, coppery, tangy, isn't it? Do you yeah. Know what I, mean? There's a... I wonder if she's got an iron deficiency, actually. I think she's got some other kind of deficiency. There's something huh? going on yeah. there. Oh, yes. Bonnie said blood is also a turn-on, but nosebleeds especially. It has to be either fantasy or if it's in real life, there has to be an element of consent. You just go around. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unlucky sweetheart. But it's like an element of yeah, consent. Yeah, no, not complete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's just not a little stated. Yeah. So what's an element of consent? In the fact that you open up and say, I'm really into nosebleeds, and why they're going, well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's an element. Look at that. Look at that bird up there. Oh, you guys oh. are going that direction. I was thinking of, I oh. got you nose. Uh-huh. I got you nose. That's terrible. An element of consent. Yes, nice. Bonnie has been with her boyfriend for 12 years, and he is accepting of her sexual fetish. I bet he's got two it's black eyes like and a swollen nose. Continuous, yeah. With any relationship, it's important to set boundaries with your partner before trying anything new. <laughs> when was the last time you had a nosebleed? Can you remember? Years ago. I don't usually get them. No, I was a teenager and I was used to play table tennis in a, in a league when I was like 14 and 15. And I stretched to get a ball in a game and it was in a church hall. And I went head first into a stack of chairs. Yeah. You know, they stack up and I had a nosebleed. But I can't remember. In soccer, I was elbowed in the face a few times and got nosebleeds, but yeah. nothing no. recently. Anything you'd like to share in the nosebleed story department, Chad? Anything you'd like to divulge in front of our listeners? So I used to wrestle uh, in high school, and if you got a nosebleed on the mat, you didn't want to stop. 
Right. So you had to plug it right away. They used tampons. To yeah, do it. they used that for bullet wounds as well. If you're out in the field in Vietnam, if huh. you got shot, they're sanitary and they plug them and they expand and they use them for bullet wounds. Hmm. That's what I was led to believe. Oh, it's nice because they're easy to pull back out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's happy. Any stories to do with nosebleeds or tampons, Miss Morris? Can sound travel through tampons? Yes. Oh, that's too bad. Why? Because you're going to stick them in my ears? Your mouth. Oh. <laughs> with ways when wet. That's disgusting. Ew. I was going with that. I think I remember being at a bar once where someone dipped one in someone's drink while they weren't looking and the drink goes... Yeah. No, no. We did a story not too long ago. Remember, kids were getting drunk off oh, of tampons. No, no, no. Yep, yep. <laughs> they were making tea. <laughs> they were boiling them up <laughs> and making tea. That was Michelle's favorite story. Remember nice cup the of tea, tea, Michelle? Like Milk the tea bag with the string Milk going like this. That's disgusting. And then like they were slamming bag. it. It was oh. kind of brown. She's gone to a safe place. You know, it would go from What's red to brown place? the older it Your it bedroom would get. when you were six years old. <laughs> <With the> little... <laughs> Miss Morris, what have you got for me last in Sometimes the round? Sometimes it had chunks. Of not for your mother. I'm going to plough through regardless under heavy fire. <laughs> I get a purple heart. Here we go. Oh, she's gone green. Look at that. Yes, yeah, she has. About through the tampon. Disgusting. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that might have been a bit much. Oh, my. <laughs> Lovely. Gone. I wanted to do a quality, intellectual, cerebralist, paranormal that was radio the first This is it, right? And we're that here now. We're yeah. doing this yep. this minute. Mission accomplished. Well. Oh, my. That's a shade. She's got, like, the Grinch, look. She looks like the booger from Moochinex. Didn't. Didn't. That's the Pink Panther. A sex worker has shocked social media users after uploading a sickening toilet-licking selfie video for Michelle. Can we dip our bread in it? Mop it up with the bread. The ge- I don't know why they said gender fluid because it's clearly a female. You'll I see. I can give you a handful of gender fluid. Oh, disgusting! The gender fluid passenger who identifies as neither man or woman posted the footage on Twitter under the handle "grimiest" on March 18th. <laughs> now, if you would care to show the picture to oh, Chad's got the picture in front of him. Yeah, do oh. it, do it. Oh, that's just oh, there it is. There it is. Look at this. Is. Oh, no. Oh, Show my. Michelle. Look at that, Michelle. No. That is the airplane toilet. It's an airplane. <laughs> airplane toilet. You know that's not been cleaned for like six trips. Oh, my God. If you ruin this carpet, you're cleaning it up. Is that is that ranch flavored soda coming up? I thought you were gonna say ranch flavored toilet seat. <laughs> Someone hold her hair. <laughs> I'm gonna sympathy vomit. Hang on. That's good. Oh, that's terrible. That's good. I don't think Michelle's actually looked at the picture. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Here we are. <laughs> Michelle, while you're down there, look. Did you see? 
That's disgusting. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. What is that? Oh, good God. <laughs> You've actually been sick, haven't you? Well, the 12 second video has gathered over 6.25 million. This is what we're doing wrong. Michelle used to be licking the toilet on an aeroplane. And 9,500 comments in like a day and a half. A day and a half. Who's licking the toilet seat after we get off this? Chad's volunteering. Not it. No, not me. Michelle, it's you, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think you're going to be the most exciting one to do it. Get your tongue around the rim. You'll get the best reaction out of Michelle. The, um, it's going to be like the talk sepia canvas yeah, on a trampoline yeah. in a nudist colony in Bombay. The under part's the juiciest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Poor woman. That's a fun, unbelievable. How would you describe that colour? Like olive or sage? Matching her sweatshirt. Yeah. That's what I'm... P green. Oh, it's Kelly name. Green. Well, the caption said, I've licked a lot of toilets in my day, oh! but this was the first Imagine. that made my tongue numb. Oh, <laughs> don't waste it. Cocaine. Num, 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 num. <laughs> You need some sort of protection. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Uh, thousands of web users reacted in shock and disgust as one person commented, Imagine going on a trip with someone, and then you, as you get off the plane, you see this on their story. One user wondered, I dropped my guts on that toilet two hours ago. What you gain from this? As another uh, jokily replied, Hepatitis C. Yeah! yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> another asked Grimiest if the seat was clean beforehand. Or maybe it had some pube dental floss. You know that's a Delta flight, right? That's the sixth one between Chicago and Minneapolis. I just day. let me get the teeth behind here like this with this hair. <laughs> It's, it's kind of curly. It's stuck oh, in between she's my gone again. She has, if you pay a dollar, go to more questions and answers on Patreon right now. MQTA Radio. You can watch Michelle being sick. Go on. I really, really want you to say you're Mr. Peanut saying. I've no idea what that is. Do you like nuts? Do you like nuts? <laughs> Maybe some corn? <laughs> Oh, toilet humor. We Hang gotta on. love I'm it. Getting onions, ketchup. Uh, yeah, a little bit of mayonnaise. Lovely. Yeah, no. Is there much more of this pain to go through? Well, my God, Michelle looks like she's had the night Twitter out of the town. Post read, can't believe Twitter made me famous for licking a toilet like this. At least it wasn't the urina with the rain fest. <laughs> like oh. this. Lovely. And <gasps> relax. You've been listening and watching more questions and answers. <laughs> You've been watching Michelle. Michelle being sick for the last 10 minutes. Thank you for donating your dollar and watching us on Patreon. We much appreciate your sponsorship of our show. So tell your friends and family and we'll catch up with you in the same place at the same time next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Blech.
Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is myself, who never got off of a score of four. I get a garden gate and a pair of binoculars and a week in Heather Morris's garden. Oh, God. In third place is Chad, who managed to score himself a rather resplendent five. He gets a possessed bed from a furniture store in Carolina and a year's supply of diapers, so that's a very useful mm. present and prize to be <laughs> winning. Miss Morris finishes second tonight. She scrambled away no. through the woods with her bare hands to grab a score of six. She gets a rental property in Dis with a swimming pool filled with corpse smooth. Mm. I shall call myself number two. In a resplendent <laughs> first place, the winner of the $33,000 IR camera tonight is Michelle Corey, who scores the rather rounded symmetrical eight and wins first place. She gets a date with a hairy white midget in Ohio and a table for two at the Ivy in London, all expenses Ooh. paid. So you'll Lovely. have to take some photographs and post them on Instagram. Do not mm. fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we love reading your messages of support and your letters, so keep them coming in. That's my favourite part of the show you can now jump over as you hear our german outro music onto soundcloud where you can hear us do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth in the studio 100 percent free my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris tom drainer michelle curry chad peters and all of the international paranormal society into paranormal.net and all of the show sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and MUFON of minnesota You've been listening to more questions than answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are, of course, the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment, the light before the darkness. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interesting and interesting. <laughs> I told you that soda was playing havoc with my guts, didn't I? But no one listened. <laughs> <laughs>